Hi, this is Jay Lee, and you're listening to 11 O'Clock Comics. <laughs> Look at that. Perfect every time. It's like an echo across the vastness of space. Every damn time. Yep. Cosmic transmission from planet Tap. Oh. <laughs> That's funny. Would you would you like to visit Planet Dap? Or would you want to live there? I think I'd like to visit, but they know hell way that I'm living on Planet Dap. I think it's more of a vacation spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it'd be fun, and the food would be good, but everybody cares about everything on that planet. I can't take it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll set me hungover. Too much drinking. Everyone oh would be polite. God. They'd be like, oh. Oh, yeah, can't have that. Holy look, Chaim, you look great today. Stop oh it. my God! How, hey. how, how, how <laughs> dare you be positive and uplifting the folks? Hey, everybody! Plus, I'd, I'd lose my fantasy baseball skills. Yes, you would. I don't understand what that means. <laughs> Without a doubt, that's, I, that's, that, that's part of the admission. I do know one thing, though. There is one cosmic <laughs> truth, and that is this: is eleven o'clock comics episode eight hundred and sixty-nine appropriate? No. It is our Book of the Month episode. We'll get into that in a few. But I am Vince B. Do you not are. jump. Go ahead. <laughs> this wasn't what you were messaging us before, was it? Uh, no. I, I didn't okay. sign on for this with the cat. I did not. This was not part of the deal. <laughs> if if I knew this that's... came with it, I'd be like, nah, done. But anyway. No, I'm Vince B. No, I wouldn't. You you are the enlightened Vince B. I am David A. Price. I have looked into the future and seen that to be true because I am King Megatrip. You're not King Megatrip. No way. I knew you were going to pick that. You're not. <laughs> Matt King is King Megatrip. I do have a snake dick, though. Yeah, okay. Matt King is King Megatrip. <laughs> well, Full disclosure, I had a dream. I didn't say what kind of snake. I just said it was a snake. Uh-huh. I had a dream. That Chris uh-huh. was doing this with us, and instead of Megatrip, he said, Get, "You know where this is going, right?" He said, "M G A T R P," like like <laughs> RZA. <laughs> Remember when he fucked up the RZA? Oh my yeah. god! Oh yeah. G-P-R-P. This is really yeah. well written by this M G A T R P gentleman. <laughs> But no, you're not Mega Trip. No, no, you're Jason Wood, everybody. Here together for our book of the month. This has been a long time coming for just reasons because this thing is a massive monster of a book. We've been plow. I don't want to say plow because I didn't read this thing fast. I took my time. That's why it took so long because I didn't want to lose any of the detail. Man, there is a ton of it. It is. Tales to Enlighten the New Testament, written by Matt King, illustrated by a whole mountain mess of really talented individuals. Like, wow, we'll get into it. Issued by the Mega Comics Society, and we're going to tell you all about it. But we have to let you know who made this thing happen. It has been sponsored by CheapGraphicNovels.com. Cheap Graphic novels.com 
What more do you need to know? If you're in the market for Omnibu, collected editions, trade paperbacks, manga, all that kind of stuff, go where the prices are low. CheapGraphicNovels.com because you can get stuff you're looking for a lot cheaper than Amazon. Drastically cheaper. Uh, I should have brought it up before. Maybe I'll just take a little trip there right now. Just looking at the homepage, we have Superman. It's an absolute Superman. Man for all seasons. 40% off. $59.99. That's crazy. That's an, that's an insane, beautiful price. Avengers Omnibus Volume 3. This is the Alan Davis cover. $59.99. 40% off. What? And we have Batgirl. Volume 8. I don't know what that is. It looks like Rebirth. The Joker War is only 10 bucks and 19 cents. That's 40% off. See the, the progression? 40, 40, 40. You're going to get 40% off on most of the stuff you want. Just go there. Cheapgraphicnovels.com. And did you know that the Ice Cream Man Sunday Edition Volume 2 is solicited this month? Mm. Yes, indeedy. Gots to get it. The first one is just gorgeous. Do you have that, Jason? No, sir. I think you should get it. Why not? I mean, I read my first ever ice cream issue this week for you. Oh, nice. Well, we'll talk about it after, in, in about six hours after we get into the details <laughs> of uh, Tales to Enlighten. But I am going to be uh, Debbie Denise Downer, and I'm drinking Diet Pepsi. That sounds like a man who understands what pleases him. No reason to be down on that. Um, honestly, it's all we had. I didn't have time <laughs> to go get some some libations. So libations. I'm, I'm running with what I have. I am drinking some aha lime plus watermelon sparkling water. Does it say take on me on the bottle? Oh. No, it doesn't. But dude, before Dab tells us what he's drinking, I got to tell you. So I'm at this work retreat this week, right? Mm-hmm. My COO is thirty. Bitch. Oh, you all right? You don't know I, his no, COO. No, no. The um, keep talking. Uh, the 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 power the circuit tripped in the room. I gotta go flick this. Oh, okay. Um, so we're at the retreat, and my COO is 30, 35. So we're talking about something. I said, um, oh, we, we're we're talking about his daughter. And I said, oh, man, when, when your daughters get uh, in a few years, when it's time for their bat mitzvahs, it's going to be we're going to tear the roof off. I'm like, but I fully I'm like, you better have I'm like, I want you to have like tone loke and Depeche mode at your daughter's bat mitzvah. And he goes without missing a beat. He's like, I don't know who they are. Oh, boy. I'm like, I have never felt so old. Because, again, this isn't like a 20 year old. that's like working with us. Like he's 35 years old. Should know both of those artists. Oh, I know. I was like, come on, bro. Yeah, he must live a very secluded existence. <laughs> I mean, I know Tone Loke. Uh, I'm, I'm a, not a huge Depeche Mode fan, but experienced in their music. But, you know, Tone Loke, I know the, the hits, right? Well, there were only two of them, but yes. <laughs> right, right. I mean, I, you, if you ask me anything other than those two, I would be like, yeah, okay. Yeah. But that's I'm sure Tone Loke performs bar mitzvahs quite often. I, I don't. Depeche, <laughs> I doubt Depeche Mode does. <laughs> Tone Loke performs b- bat mitzvahs? 
Yeah, Tone Loke is at that level where he now is in a place where he probably does parties like weddings, bar mitzvahs, birthdays. Because so that's a thing to get like a a, oh, a real that's name for. Thing. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. I just had birthdays. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you were a man of um, meager beginnings. <laughs> yes, Me- meager <laughs> middlings too, <laughs> and probably meager fucking endings. But whatever. <laughs> It's okay. <laughs> I, I know who I am. I'm very comfortable with it. You M's with you M's, and that's all that that's you M's. That's right. Me and Popeye. Aww. Looks just like him. Yeah. I got nice, thick forearms. What do you got, That's David? right. Uh, a gin and tonic with uh, Empress Indigo Gin. Okay. Black. Is there... By the way, I was today years old when I found out that a balloon just means a second full moon in a month. Wow. You didn't know that? Did not know that. Wow. So much for that 150 IQ. (laughs) (laughs) Kidding. Why are you calling him dumb? I'm not, because he's not. You can't know everything. I could ask Jason a thousand questions and he would not get any of them right because it's information particular to me. It's stuff that I'm interested in, which Jason is not. Mm. So that doesn't mean he's unintelligent. He's just not learned in the goofy shit that fills my brain. I mean, you're selling me short, but that's okay. No, I'm not. Reminds me of an old... All right. Okay, who who directed Bloodsucking Freaks? No, no. See, you don't know. I mean, you're selling me short that way. I don't mean you're selling me short in that way. Oh. Oh, you mean with the IQ? <laughs> Never mind. Whatever. All right, here we go. Let's carry on. Carry on, good soldier, because we are going to be talking up Tales to Enlighten. Oh, the New Testament. This thing, my goodness, you can't look away. It is, it is gigantic, and, mm-hmm. uh, which, which reminded me of something. Mm-hmm. Are either of you... Now, my head is swimming after digesting this entire thing. Mm-hmm. Either of you familiar with the Codex Gigas? I feel as though you mentioned it to me before. but I, I have I, mentioned I, it before. Yeah. yeah. Codex Gigas, also known as the Devil's Bible. This was a 13th century illuminated manuscript. Actually the largest of its kind. The page length on this thing is a whopping 36 inches. Hence the name Codex Gigas. Big, right? And it's thick. Mm-hmm. It's imposing. Uh, the contents, it's a crazy amalgamation of contents. It supposedly contains the sum total of all human knowledge to that point. Um, it, it has the complete Vulgate Bible in it. It has the Encyclopedia Entomologiae from Isidore of Seville. It has the Chronica Bomorum, the Ars Medicinae treatises, two books by Constantine the African, Josephus's Antiquities of the Jews, and De Bello Iudico. All those books. Internet. It was the first internet. Um, okay. But it, it, there's a really cool story surrounding the Codex Gigas. Um, okay. some, of, some of the odd things about this book, it's all delineated in Latin. All the pages mm-hmm. are beautifully illuminated by a single hand. Here's the, the clincher, though. 
illuminated by a single hand without misstep. There are no traces in this book of marks having been edited or reworked. The book is virtually flawless. If you were a calligrapher, even, even the best calligraphers, they get muscle spasms or they get there, there, there needs to be an imperfection from something that has emerged from human hands. Like every G is not going to look exactly alike. That's a font. That's, mm-hmm. that's, that's artificial intelligence. This book looks absolutely flawless in execution, right? Big brains, well, brains bigger than mine, have said that it would take 20 years for a single hand to complete the calligraphy in this book alone. 20 years of nonstop mark making. That's crazy, right? But the oddest thing about this book is that the scribe is a Benedictine monk known as Herman the Recluse, right? Guy was between a rock and a hard place. So the legend goes, right? He fucked up and he broke his vows and they were going to kill him. They were going to wall him up alive, uh, tomb of Lygia style, right? But to save his own skin... He made another vow. He wanted to create in a single night this tome that would contain all the sum total of human knowledge, an artifact that would bring glory to the monastery then and forever. But he bit off a little bit more than he can chew. Who would be able to do this in a single night? So what he did was he started sweating it, started getting nervous. He knew that he'd never finish in time. So what did he do? He sold his soul to the devil. And Lucifer showed up to finish the book in one night. Herman was so grateful that he included a full-page illustration of the devil in tribute to his savior, hence the tome's nickname, the Devil's Bible. Why am I bringing this all up? Because Tales to Enlighten, the New Testament, is the Codex Gigas of comics. This fucking thing is massive, it's imposing, but here's the clincher. It seemed to emerge fully formed out of nowhere. Like, we, we were all down with Tales to Enlighten. We were talking it up, and it was great, and we, we digested it, and it, it was massive and, and beautiful and disturbing at the same time. And then it seemed like a couple weeks later, oh, second one's coming out. I was like, holy crap. How, how does a book like this come to be? The logistics behind what I'm looking at here they make my head hurt. Like, could you imagine being on the opposite end, coordinating all these these art monkeys, trying to get all these pages and all these stories done? Not only coordinating, but writing all this stuff. Like, this book is a gargantuan undertaking. I, it just it just stops me dead in my tracks that it exists at all. Never mind, so hot on the heels of the first giant volume. It's crazy. Like it's so impressive. Do you guys not feel the same way? Like what the hell? Yeah, it's, it's well, and what's crazy is when we had Matt on to celebrate the first volume, we asked about would we get more, and he was pretty noncommittal at the time about it, right? Like he was like, oh, I don't know, maybe, but I'm not. I've really given it much thought. And then, like you said, from 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 there to here, my God, it was like, like light speed. Yeah, it's and crazy. I think it's, because you're right. I mean, I mean, coordinate your, you know, you, and you brought up something I didn't really think about, and I never really do think about when it comes to anthologies. When we talk about anthologies, a lot of times I feel like maybe, well, I don't want to speak for you guys, but I feel like now I maybe give short shrift to the editor 
because there is such a process for getting all of these different creators to deliver and in a timely manner and put it all together and figure out the order of things. And then in this case, Matt, just like he did in the first one, does amazing interstitials, right? Like with oh, all the God. fake advertising yeah. and the commercials and the, and the, and the, the, the graphic design that, that, that brings it all together, which is in and of itself a Herculean te- task. And then he got, I mean, what, there's at least a hundred commission pinup type things in the back, which, Sick. which again, he had to coordinate each of those, scan them, put them. I mean, that, yeah, it's a lot of work, man. A lot of work. It's a ridiculous amount of work. And, yep. but the, the result I mean, you slap this monster tome on a table and you watch everyone in eyeshot begins to salivate at the thickness of the thing. Like, it is just, you can't look away. It's like Johnny Watt, right? It's like, <laughs> holy crap, look at that. That is monstrous. Mm-hmm. But it wouldn't mean shit if the stuff inside wasn't of quality. And man, I mean, when you're you're traipsing through this book and the art styles are wildly different mm-hmm. um there's everything from super real to uh experimental and loose and cartoony and uh there's a savage sort of conan pastiche there's a warren uh era pastiche like it's crazy uh, obviously marvel and dc right there's uh takeoffs on on their aesthetics but, a lot of jack yeah it's in the the uh the the faux ads not long into it i'm like well this has obviously been inspired from the church of subgenius right and th- that's their whole approach is like these fake uh well some would say fake um advertisements and and public service announcements alerting you to the fact that you need slack right you you, you need to pony up and, and get with J.R. Bob Dobbs's philosophies. And that's a lot of what's in this book is just, um, not, it does not, it's not preachy, but it's like an informed outlandish opinion on mind, God, universe, <laughs> everything in between. And I was like, woo, I'm in my universe, bitches. <laughs> I love this book so much. As I was going through it, I just started dropping down descriptions. Like, how am I going to describe this thing? Mm-hmm. How do you, you present what's in this book to someone who is a total neophyte on any of this stuff? And, and, and uh, sacred scriptures, cosmic transmissions, a consciousness expanding infernal grimoire. I'm not going to mispronounce it this time. <laughs> One of the best ones, I think it's like Penthouse Letters meets Fate Magazine. <laughs> right? Uh, sacred, profane, it's a work of fiction on one hand. On the other, it's a real-world roadmap for spiritual awakening. You're going to crack open your pineal gland and your third eye when you read this thing. It's like the best psychotronic movie never made. It's sublime. It's scatological. I have something queued up that I forgot all about that I was going to do this. Scatological. Scatological. <laughs> Scatological. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's like I said, it's J.R. Bob Dobbs and the Church of Subgenius. It's William Burroughs. It's L. Ron Hubbard. It's Aleister Crow- Crowley. Robert Anton Wilson. Philip K. Dick. John Waters. 
and Xavier Renegade Angel all wrapped up in one really entertaining ball. It's dirty, it's bawdy, it's filthy, but it, it there's a, a a component to it that expands consciousness. Like there are stuff there's stuff in here that if you, well, I don't want to sound like a woo-woo, but there are practices one engages to expand their the scope of their intelligence. And there are things in this book that will do it if you take them literally. You guys are dead. What's up? This I'm 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 listening to your soliloquy. I, I'm yeah. waiting for you to. I don't want to be a soliloquy. I, I want I want bounce it back. Throw me throw ideas at me because that's what this book is. It's a whole mess of awesome ideas, given well, life that's for sure. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah the, go ahead. Mm-hmm. No, please. Um, the uh, I think that is. I mean, it's it is it's massive. It's 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 tome and a half. Um. But I think mess is, and in, and and I say that in 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 a good way. I'm not. It is just if I have any issues with this, it's it is that it is so dense, and there is so much to to get through. I mean, I mean, we're it's it's almost we're spoiled with it. I mean, the first book was great, and I'm not. I don't want to have to. I, I really, really enjoyed the first book a lot and i don't know if that's partly because it was visually handled by james edward clark but here there was i i had some i i had some stories in this anthology that were my favorites i i visually artistically i i really enjoyed many of the stories in this book there were a couple though where i just kind of kind of lost my way and and i don't and 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 that's that's thing because obviously matt had a plan and 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 he reached out to artists that he knew could bring this the different stories to life but um but i think for one book for one volume for me it was it was a it was a little bit too much I don't want to say too much. There was there was a lot, and and had I had it been split into two books, it probably would have been easier for me to consume. But again, that that, that that's a me thing, and and uh, this this summer's been a pain in the dick. So I just I'm I'm I haven't been able to really kind of just focus the way I would like to. And um, but you had a, I, when, you had a deadline, right? You had a deadline to read that for this episode. So the fact that it was too much meant that in the allotted time frame, you couldn't adequately or, or give it the justice that it demanded right, yeah. because I mean, you had, we, you're under the gun. But if you had this book on your shelf and you can go to it whenever you want without having to, to have that looming deadline over your head, I think maybe you'd see it in a different light. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I and and it is something that uh, you know probably maybe later in the fall or even even during the holidays, I would like to sit down and 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 just reread it again and and just really kind of enjoy. It. I mean, we've had it for a minute. The, the, the Kickstarter came and 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 went. It was successful, and uh, it, it's it, it it's it's not like this book just came out a month ago. Um, but still, there's there is, and it's also a book where if if you do read it and and put it down and come back to it in a couple weeks you may 
uh, speaking from experience, you may kind of forget where you might have left off. And and again, though, that's that's just a me thing. There's a lot here. It's it's a great book. Um, I think I think some of the stories are stronger than others. Um, some of the pinups are absolutely fantastic. I, I I love that it does exist because it does spin out of the first volume and and it it it, it Matt's going to continue telling the story and and I'm glad he is um but it it it's it's nuts but it's nuts in a good way everything I'm going I, I, I'm going to preface or suffix everything with you know in a good way it it really is just it's it's a lot and that's what I told him. I I I texted him. I'm like, you know, there is so much to love in this about this book, but there's also so much of this book. It's it's it is immense. Yeah, I'm gonna throw this out there right now. No shade to James Edward Clark. I think this second volume is better than the first. Okay. Interesting. So you guys are on different sides. Um, I, I don't know that I'll break the tie because uh, I was going to say that that for me. I mean, so obviously the we we don't have to re uh, discuss the first volume. I mean, we we went deep on it, gave it tons of love, had Matt on. Um, but yeah, like you're saying, I mean, the first one was a singular vision, right? It was it was Matt and and JEC James Edward Clark working on it, and um, and so this was by design different, right? And by design in part because it's it there was no way that James was going to be able to draw no. Uh, you know, hundreds of pages without taking years. And, uh, and so it just became an anthology for that reason. And I, when I went, it was going to be an anthology of artists. I first thought, Oh, that's a bummer because I really did enjoy the first one so very much, but I will say, um, I, I think maybe I'm leaning more towards Vince in the sense that, that I, once I got the book in my hands, I was just completely enamored with the 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 variety visually, right. um, and that each story. Oh yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I will say that that for a book this big, um, meaning that there was going to be so many different artists involved, I thought that the average quality of the was was pretty exceptional. I I like I I I think I've read many much smaller. Uh, anthologies in recent years that had a much lower hit rate for me visually where it was like 50 50 maybe and this i don't i can't think of many stories in it that i felt the visuals detracted from my enjoyment so right um you know uh so so i, I don't know i mean i don't know that uh, it's like picking your favorite kid i don't know that i'm gonna yeah. have i'm gonna lean one way or the other but i i have to say that something i enjoyed about this being creatively very different than the first because of the fact that it was a, a, a product of of so many different minds and maybe the reason that appeals to me is that like vince said in his wonderfully put uh intro of all this is there's so many different ideas in this ranging from deeply well-researched spirituality to you know the most over-the-top gonzo pornography and everything in between that I, I think maybe having all the different artists collaborate on it makes more sense, right? Yeah. Like because mm -hmm. it is a book full of chaos and conflicting ideas and and collaborating ideas going in and out and zigging and zagging with each other. And maybe that that to me is better served by the visuals being startlingly different as you turn the page. So um yeah, so I don't know. I, I 
I, I think I think both are beautiful in their own rights for sure. Right. right. I, I have about um, yeah. When I was when I was jotting down a few notes, I, there there are about eight stories that I feel outshine the others in in the book, and that's. But it, it's it's it, it, it's an artist objective, and we all know that. But it, it there are there are absolutely some some phenomenal pages in in this book without a doubt and and i and and as i'm as i'm reading it and i'm i'm going through the different stories and reading the different origins and 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 seeing what what else sam and and manford are getting into um i i wasn't necessarily missing clark's work for for the first i was i was enjoying the the variety that that, that we were given because it was some were extremely different as as been. I mean, I mean, you've got one. I think there's an AI story, but it, there's just there's yeah, that story the, can eat a dick. I know. I was waiting to hear that, but uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, you got you, you got the manga riff. You got. I mean, there's just there's so much to it. He he really kind of just went balls out and 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 whatever kind of genre as far as comics go that that that, that you're into, you're going to find something in here. Whether it's savage sword or whether it's yeah you know, whatever shaky kane is up to or, or or just somebody who wants to draw like chris anderson who we got commissions from at heroes last year i mean he's he's got a story in here which is one of my favorites there's 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 a ton in here and there's because you have different artists drawing the characters that that we pretty much only got to see clark draw in the first book um i i i definitely enjoyed that variety aspect of it i mean it's an anthology and, and the first book maybe you could kind of say is is singular vision anthology but there were stories were broken up but here i mean it's a true anthology you've got you pretty much have matt and some artists writing their own stories but it's just it's matt telling these stories which you know it's it's it's, it's his world and that's fine and, it, and it's great but but he gets to work with so many different artists that are going to bring his creations to life i do like when we see other artists draw characters that we're all fans of i mean you know, vince loves ross andrew drawing spider-man i prefer gil kane there's no it, 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 there's no wrong answer there but we both get a spider-man that we enjoy and that's that i i, I love this book for that, that, that that we get some amazing artists drawing these fantastic fantastical stories and, and we get some get some amazing pinups in the back where our names are on the letters pages uh it, it's just it's it i I love that Matt loves us enough to a want to know what we think about this book, but but kind of you know include us in the making of it, and and that's that that just it brings me joy. Well, I mean, here's some truth, right? If, if you showed this book to a superficial consciousness, right, someone that focuses on the surface level, right. Inevitably, they're going to look at the Newer Testament crime stories. The part two of the Mega or Origin by uh, Johan Peterson. It's the real um, unvarnished story, let's just say. It looks like it was drawn on copy paper with, you know, a, a, a marker. And it's real scratchy. And it's it's low level. I shouldn't say that. Not low level. It's it. There, there's a naivete about it. It's not. There's no visual wizardry in it. It's very to the point. 
but it looks like a comic that somebody made between science class and gym. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like, like a high mm-hmm. school student just had an idea in his head, in his, his or her head. They had to get it out. But this is the story that's going to stand out because everything else is uh, trying to see. see I, I think it's, it's awesome. That, and this story is very much needed because you have, it, without contrast, it's all the same, right? You you have indie sensibilities in this book. Um, in fact, every publishing house has it has. There's a pastiche for it in this book, right? There's Image, DC, Marvel, uh, the Marvel uh, Black and White magazines, Warren. Um, literally, like the 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 old school um, Zap comics, underground aesthetic, like every touchstone in comics is represented in this book, including AI. Which I hate the AI story, but I I, I understand why it's in here, uh, and mm-hmm. I think it was a a neat experiment. And considering the the themes of that story okay it makes sense to do it that way i just don't like ai that's you know it, it, it's it's the devil but this this um peterson story is just as valuable if not more so than all the other ones because it gives you a a a, a, a contrast a juxtaposition of of art styles you look at all this and it's just it it it, it may not be polished but I think it's essential for this volume. I really do. And I love the story anyway. I think it's neat. There's an enthusiasm and, and a life in these pages that obviously the AI doesn't have. But some of them are, they look like they were just, I mean, they're drawn well, but there's no spark in some of them. In this this Peterson story, it, it's alive. It, there's enthusiasm in it. So you knew I was going to focus on that story, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I just think the the diversity of visual voices in this book is absolutely freaking amazing. I agree. I agree. Oh, for sure. Uh, obviously, like like Dap, I, I I gravitate towards some styles more than others, but that isn't to say that the ones that really aren't in my wheelhouse don't resonate with me. They do. It, it's all very accomplished stuff. But, I mean, we have our, our sacred cows, right? And more often than not, every it's, it's insane how just visually diverse this book is. It, it hurts my head to think about what it took to assemble this thing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can't look over people's shoulders when they're working on your stuff. If you're, if you're a writer and you commission or, or you solicit, you know, someone to do, to, to illustrate your, your words, it's like you, you really can't be looking over their shoulder. You have to give them some semblance of, of free reign in which to create because, mm-hmm. you know, no one wants to wear shackles when they're creating. It's not, that doesn't, that's not conducive to anything. So just the fact that they're, I mean, the, the pinups alone, would be a nightmare. And I, I know we're focusing on, on Matt King a lot here, but this is his baby. Right? Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, v, you know, through channeled through the hands of, of a whole mess of people. Yeah. So, I mean, let's just, uh, to get into the, the story, 
stories of this book, we, we'd be here for six hours. But the, yeah. th- there's a centerpiece to this book, and, and it is the origin of Megatrip. Yeah. Who's Megatrip, you're asking? Well, Megatrip is Sonny J, <laughs> a.k.a. The Jesus, Son the of Jesus. God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he becomes Megatrip after donning the late Lady Triphards, the Helmet Majestic. And I say the, stressing a little bit towards the end, it's because the the extra E in the is the Genesis Peorage Topi speak. He, uh, he, uh, her used to enjoy um, adding that extra E to to the just to make it his own right or or her own amalgamation so how did sonny j come to possess said helmet well he was romantically linked to a sultry cyborg named maggie yes sir but unfortunately he didn't treat her very well and she left and she hooked up she hooked up with lady Triphard, who was found worthy to wear the pyramidal helm majestic and could fire lasers from her nipples that's some awesome stuff you could fire lasers from your nipples. Respect. They had a thing, and they were eventually captured by the Sixth Commandment murder masters. And unfortunately, Lady Triphard, she freed Maggie, but she was implanted with a black magic parasite. Maggie ran away to get Sonny J, who had a very abrupt change of heart. Like he, you know, she, she kicked him out, and she runs back to him. Well, he is Jesus, right? Um, unfortunately, Lady Triphard died upon their arrival. But thanks to the power of the Helmet Majestic, the pair escort Lady Triphard's body to Outer Alpha, which is heaven. And the Omnifather, also known as God, Sonny Jay's father, he gives him a pretty cold reception. But he changes his tune after his son donning the helmet saves the place when the dormant black magic parasite hiding in lady triphard's corpse starts to tear up the joint sunny jay's buddy bruce chi is being with a hand <laughs> for a head he died in the kerfuffle but mr jay works his magic and saves him but his arms were reduced to nothing but bone so megatrip was born and now he and maggie now a cyborg leather nun, hope to use their gifts to spread the Dharma. But they need to be trained, which is another story. And then Judas enters the picture. Um, they go to the School of Nine Dimensions, which is this otherworldly dojo, and the logo is the fucking Shaw Brothers logo. And I was like, God damn. We're in magic territory right here. <laughs> And it goes on from there. Um, it, it, it's it's intensely detailed. There are there are permutations to the story that I don't know if we should reveal because Maggie has an alter ego. Maggie's my favorite character, by the way. I love Clearly. I love Maggie, <laughs> but she we get her origin story. Yeah, she's not only Maggie. She's she's someone else. Think biblically. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. Megatrip's penis, Daniel Dick, uh, cute little bugger, magic, <laughs> penis. Um, he oh, has... We also get that origin story. Yeah, he has his origins 
um, think temptation. Think um, original sin. And you may... Mm. That's close to where all this stuff is coming from. It's crazy. Yep. Yeah, and it's freaking brutal. Like, I didn't feel bad for the character, but, you know, that had to hurt. <laughs> really had yeah, to hurt. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it turns into a penis. It's like, whoop, right onto the mega trip. Meow. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But you can you can laugh at this stuff, but can you imagine, can you freaking imagine if you nudge this book to... Um, an orthodox um someone oh, dude. someone uh, yeah. very rigid exactly. in their beliefs like they would they would do the the what is it the the jihad they would go after matt like what this person is the devil because he dude, just, in the world that we live in now where they're banning books for you know oh yeah almost like any mirrored reason like imagine plopping a copy of this down into your into the local libraries and just being like just let it sit there just just to just to just to class up the joint. I mean, plus, like, even the interstitial ads and stuff are just so wonderfully offensive. Like, there was <laughs> one dude, I, I nearly pissed myself, our first orgy. Yes, that's my favorite <laughs> one. <laughs> Holy shit. For, for the people playing at home, it is a close-up of a Renaissance painting of of uh, of, of Jesus and Judas. And um, I don't know which painting in particular it was, but it's... It's, it's one like of them. A, it's... Yeah, it's one of the one of the thousands that were made in the Renaissance, no doubt um, funded by the by the Medici's. Exactly, and yeah. and it's 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 called and the ad says our first orgy, <laughs> and then there's a word blue with Judas saying, <laughs> "You're right. Every time I rub your cock, your head lights up because Jesus is a fucking halo." And then at the bottom it says, "I wasn't prepared for the second coming." <laughs> <laughs> I was. But holy shit! In, in but that to your same, point, if you just put if that page, if someone saw that, if yeah. someone like if someone in 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 Georgia or Texas saw that page, like they would want to arrest Matt for indecency. I don't think they arrest. They they want to shoot uh, political opponents just because their their views are different. They don't. They wouldn't yeah. want to. They'd want to rub him out. I mean, yeah. he would need armed guard twenty four seven. Yeah, it, it's it's crazy, but. In my flights of fancy, I see this book. Something devastating happens to the United States or the world, right? And humanity goes underground for a little while, comes back, and someone finds this book. And this becomes the new Bible. That would be <laughs> awesome. Because the world would be a much friggin' better place. Just saying. I don't want me to offend anybody, but that's what I do. Yeah, I just, it's so transgressive. I mean, there's that one. Um, that one story where, like, the witch is using a, a skull as a vibrator. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just... But, oh, I, I mean, we're dancing around it, but there's a scene in here where Adam... Mm. I, I mean, I think it, it is the most outrageous story of the bunch. Um, there's a scene in here where after uh, the, the, um, the Omni-Father... Which you know is is a little bit Odin, a little bit Zeus, like it's God. So it's it's all of the pantheon, the the patriarchal pantheon wrapped up into one. Um, he he extracts Adam's rib and creates you know the lady, and later on, there's a a quartet 
a sexual uh, endeavor between a quartet and Adam. I guess we can say it, right? Sure. Adam, Adam's going down on Jesus, and and it's not like it's it's not like implied or suggested. <laughs> he is he's loving it. He's yeah. <laughs> there's there's penises flying around, little little winged penises, <laughs> little cherub little, cherub little thingies, cherub, cherub cocks. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> And then the resulting, the result, the punchline, or not the punchline, but the payoff, is we get Daniel Dick. Daniel Dick, and he has David. one tooth, and he's so happy. He's 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 perpetually happy. Well, would you? I mean, it's Jesus's dick. Why wouldn't you be happy all the time? That's right. It's true. I mean, Jesus gets his fuck on a lot, so I mean, it's yeah. But he stays I mean, busy. We're we're focusing on the sacrilegious um, aspect of this book, the 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 very extreme stuff designed to to delight those who have no attachment to this stuff and offend right. those that do. But there's also a component on comic books, the medium itself, and collecting mm-hmm. said comic books because uh, Megatrip has a comic collection. Yep. And right. Yeah, we should have set that up. the The opening story, the intro story, is actually drawn. I think it's a beautiful touch. It's it's drawn by JEC, so you're getting the same visual. Maybe kind of sets it off, and then right. It's uh, it's them hanging out in a room, and 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 there's a box, a long box of comics, and they start opening them up, and and supposed to get the vibe that. Well, Sam starts opening them up. Issues from the long box, which I think is just a wonderful touch. Yeah, yeah. So they'll pull an issue out of the long box, and and. Uh, God will be like, oh, I never should have gave him that one. And then you actually walk into the story from that issue. And then in another chapter, another book will be pulled down. It's like, oh, I remember that one. That's This is what. And then you see the story from that one. It's a really neat framing uh, device. And it the, even more so because it it um, it's not just once. It, it pops up at a number of instances through the book. Um, illustrated, and I'm, I'm, I suck because I didn't um, take note of the illustrator, and I should have. For which thing? For the the comic book pages. The 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 that's not James Edward Clark. No. We should give credit where it's due. And just just Hold finding on. something in this book is is like ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm glad he he numbered the the pinups, but. I, I, Jeff I, Robertson. I, Jeff Robertson I, is the is the interstitial page artist. Did he do Jersey Gods? No, no. What did no. he do? Um, but uh, let's see who did this because I find this chapter. I cannot look away from it. It's chapter three. Uh, newest Testament of Sins and Sins and Sorcery by Bill Couture. The visuals in this chapter are absolutely unbelievable. Megatrip riding a cosmic dolphin into heaven with Maggie's shirt open on a on a dolphin. It's 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 outrageous. It's insane. And then the, when we get to see the black magic parasite just emerge, like that's nuts, dude. I want a vinyl mm-hmm. of that black magic parasite. Nice. <laughs> All big and bulky and, and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I wish he got Skinner to do something from this. For this, Skinner would have just destroyed a story in here. Oh, and and I was thinking too. Um, it would have been nice maybe if there's a volume three. Uh, 
see our boy Falpy get up in here. Oh, he's yeah. perfect for this I book. I was thinking about that. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But um, a tip of the hat to David. There's one character in here that uh, no doubt would have been a twinkle in Gil Kane's eye. Without question. <laughs> and that's Kor. Heaven's Assassinator. <laughs> the, the, the psychedelic barbarian. I, I, I'm looking at this. I was like, Gil Kane would have obliterated this character. He would have but, just yeah. made it his own. Yeah, and we get the, a little bit of the lineage because yeah. Kor is father to Sam, the devil's grandson. Kor right. has a very mm-hmm. uh, ignoble ending, um, but did his duty and sired this the grandson of, of the devil, Sam. So, I mean, Sam's everywhere in these books. Yes, so, it's homie. Yeah, and, and it's it's neat that you get to see the the lineage like where'd sam come from okay here's the story right here it 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 bounces around the timeline but i love it um the dark knight pastiche in coke night oh my god when he jumps and he does the point it's like ah that's frank but um there's a a a story called coke night versus king semen yeah Uh s-e-a like poseidon semen semen And there's, you know, Seaman's going to drop his load, stuff like that. So it's, it's like bathroom humor. Yeah, it's like a pro wrestling pastiche for me. Yeah, but the, the, the art in that chapter is amazing. Yeah, I love it. it it's very... Uh, it Remind me of uh, Gofa. Yeah, yeah. It does look like Gofa a little bit. Yep. But it's, it's uh, very, very... Scripts. Yes, very loose... And uh, I, I I thought this f- going in. I mean, there it it gets dirty in spots oh, for sure. No, it gets really <laughs> dirty, but it's not constant, right? It's not a yeah. Co- yeah, a constant stream of of nudity and penetration. I mean, it's, yeah, there's a lot of that in here, but. King is so. I think, I think you're playing loose with the dick. It's pretty constant. Like I don't like. I don't, like I mean, what is? It depends on how you define constant. But the vast majority of the stories have some kind of significantly graphic violence or sex or both. Well, man, since well, his violence, inception yes. has been, you know, revels in in sex and violence. Oh, I it's think like that's this what is... makes one of the things that makes this book great. I'm not, but I'm, I'm just saying, like, it's not like there's just straight up stories that don't have some kind of edge to them. I would kind of like to see all of the faux advertisements in their own book. Not mm. not taking them out of this, but if they were all in one slim, well, not so slim, but maybe like a hardcover volume of just the faux advertisements and, and um, uh, church-based screeds and, and, and stuff like that, I think it would work really, really well. They don't get lost in here. They're they're the the grooves in between the tracks, right? You need those grooves, otherwise yeah, it's only I, one song. Right. But yeah, uh, I agree. I think I think it's great to break things up, but I do think, given the size of the book, if you're under pressure to read it quickly, you may lose the joy of the of the surrounding interstitials, right? Like uh, yeah, that's the risk. Yeah. And the uh, the Warren pastiche, I got to give it up for Santos Zabayos. Oh my God! Yes. Oh my God! These pages look like they were ripped from like 1973. Yep. 
could work for Skywald as well, but the way that the the credits are laid out at the bottom of the page, that's dead on war. Dead on. Um, but I, I would not blink if I saw this in a in an issue of Nightmare or Scream. It, it fits that aesthetic as well. Right. Yeah. Wow. Sexy ladies. It's everything in this story is just so gorgeously rendered. Those horses. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. I lo- I don't know if these pages are. I wouldn't buy them anyway. But I mean, if I would love to see these pages if they existed in the real world if they, and they weren't digital. I would love to see this art super up close just to see, try and... Yeah, I'm and, sure it's... I'm sure some... I, I'm sure just given the, the amount of artists involved, some did it digitally, some did it traditionally, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's nuts. And and even the typography is really well done. Which, again, it, it was a crapshoot because I'm guessing that... Um, I, I didn't look on the inside credits. Did one person do all the type lettering in here? No. Um, See, that's dangerous. If you if you get somebody that that um, isn't attuned to the wonders of typography, and you know they consider it an afterthought, you're not going to get a book that looks like this. Like all of the typography in this book is awesome. I don't want to say tasteful oh, because like, some oh, of sorry, it's, it looks like. Um... It, Jeff Robertson is the interstitial artist, but then it also, I didn't see below, fake cover designs are Joel Lohler, so maybe that's who we, so. I'm talking even within the stories themselves. No, I know, but earlier you were like, who did the covers, and I said it was Jeff Robertson, but it may be Joel Lohler, because he's credited as the fake cover design. So. Yeah, there's a case right there for credits being applied to the stories as they begin. Mm-hmm. Right, because it's kind of hard. To keep just because the book is so massive, it's yeah. kind of hard to keep flipping back to those pages to see who did what. Right, right. And but some of them yeah. do have credits. And another thing we didn't mention, it this book is very plugged in to the world of music. I don't oh, for sure. There, there's uh, the majority of the the stories have some kind of reference to a, a particular song. Uh, many songs. The one that stood out for, to me was he cites The Clash on a number of occasions in this book. Again, if you didn't have my heart from the get-go, you would have captured it when when you bring up The Clash. Like, okay, <laughs> right? And, and, and so on. Like, there's a ton of musical references. This book could come with a soundtrack if you just take note of every time a song is mentioned and it's done in footnote, which is awesome. Just get them all down, make your own digital mixtape. That would be awesome to accompany this book. You get a, a an auditory flavor to go along with the visuals. Yeah, was the uh, I just I I really would have loved, especially in a book this thick, page numbers for the stories. But um, there's the uh, the one interstitial where uh, this is the one they took out. And they took out that uh, that one artist drinking in the future. He's like, you remember that guy Marvel fucked over? And he's like, which one? Like, yeah. It, uh, th- there are, I mean, it's, there are things almost on every page that are going to elicit a chuckle or, or just make you laugh. It, it's, it's not, it, there's just, there is so much to enjoy about this book. There's, it, it's, it's so weird. It, it, I, I don't know if this is something that I would have checked out had we not read the first one. Um, 
or had we not met Matt online through the Kickstarter, but it, it's, um, I, it's, there's just, there, there is, it, he really, obviously Matt loves the medium and, and he's working with people who, who seem to enjoy it as well. And, and we're absolutely the better for it. I just, I, I, there, there isn't, there are so many, th- I could just flip through, flip through it, land on, on any page, whether it's a story or an ad. Uh, and and it's just it it elicits a, a reaction from me, uh, it, and, and mm-hmm. more often than not, good. But it's just it. He he he. I don't know. Like I, I don't know what. Um, like I'm curious to see Matt take on something. Just like we've been enjoying, you know, like like, like Carl Starks can can you know kind of mess around in any kind of. Uh, whether it's it's horror, whether it's you know, action or 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 animals, it, it, he he could kind of just work within a concept. I I, I I'd love to. See, I mean, I don't want this to stop, but I'd love to see Matt's take on on other aspects in in the medium. Whether whether it's I mean, there's superhero. There's a little bit of everything in here, so you can't just say, "Oh, I'd love to see him do superheroes." Yeah, well, he's kind of done superheroes between these two books. It, it, there's just mm-hmm. he, he seems to be able. To, he, he seems adept at at a bunch of different uh, different little different genres. Again, I'll just say it, but it it's it it's insane. And I know we're we're obviously not going to go story by story. Never mind it. It's it, as as big as it is. But this is also something that you really we, we, we say it enough. But this particular book, I I, I don't want anyone to not. I, I don't want to deprive anyone from the enjoyment they'll get if, if, if when they check it out themselves, I, cause we'll, we're also trying to explain things that if, if you didn't see it, if, if you don't know what's on the page that you, you may lose something, it's kind of something that you definitely have to see to enjoy. Uh, but it, it's, I, I think, you know, as, as long as your sense of humor can take it, uh, I, I, I think everybody should, should try this book. I would love to see. Okay. A cargo load of this book dropped WKRP style over some Middle Eastern country, some very, very strict, <laughs> oh, Lord. regimented yeah. Middle Eastern, and just sit back and giggle as the shit hits the fan. Uh-huh. Like, I yep. think, I think legit, there would be some people that would flat out die reading this book. This book could kill someone vapor, who's. Man, they get the vapors. No, yeah. someone whose worldview is very attuned to what they were taught the beliefs in whatever magical system of mumbo jumbo they believe this could crack some less some some weaker constitutions i mean even in in our country we said it before if if you drop this book down south oh my goodness man it would be amazing to see you 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 could blood in the streets man you you could heat entire neighborhoods with the hate Yes, filled heat coming out of someone's body. I love that though. If you're going to go for the throat, you don't pinch, you tear, right? So, oh, I agree. I mean, absolutely. And that I think that's part of it, right? I mean, and again, we've had Matt on the show. Like, you know, Matt is a he, 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 he's he, he's a nonconformist, right? He wants to push against the grain. I don't blame him. Yeah, and 
he's an anarchist, right? And and that's he and he's trying to get those messages out. I mean, this is just the way he views the world. But the cool thing about it, and just as we said with the first volume, is that he finds a way, I think, to be unendingly entertaining while dealing with a lot of these issues, right? Like, like I will say that that um, I love reading comics that are uh, wildly creative and orthogonal to the things I've seen before. This fits into that, but where he gets huge, huge Wumba pluses for me is that I also enjoy reading the story. I laugh. It's cohesive in its own way. It, you know, it all connects and makes sense, and, and I appreciate that, you know, because um, there's nothing wrong with, 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 you know, somewhat less linear, impenetrable work if it's expressive and artistic in its own right, and I've certainly enjoyed a lot of that, too, but but this just hits me right. Like, this is, like, my sweet spot, you know, like, yeah. like go to the extremes, do crazy stuff, stuff that would make, you know, old old ladies pass out and, 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 and preachers die of a heart attack but <laughs> but but do it in a way where again it's there's a level of quality and consistency that i think is that that shines through and and you just you got me for life you know i mean yeah. this is this is that's this is that good good um and, and the fact that we're kind of like our minds can race about who else we'd love to see get involved is also a compliment to it like right like like as we were talking like oh man ben mara needs to be in volume three well yeah there he there's involved. a art style in this book that's close to what Mara for does. sure yeah um for sure. and it's the 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 Garden of Eden story, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, that yeah. looks a lot like Mara. And again, totally. I, I will tell you who it is. Let's see. The Garden of Eden is. Uh, hold on, I have I have the table of cons here. One second. Forbidden fruit. The story is called. Yeah, it's a Chris, um, Christopher Coltzow. Nice. There's an image yeah. in here. Not a, in, in in okay in one story. <laughs> There's an image of Hitler with a massive, yep. massive penis, just dragging on the ground penis. But within the same story, <laughs> there's a double-page spread with Donald Trump banging his own daughter. Yep. <laughs> <It's> yep. like, <laughs> and and then eating babies. Yes, and the the scat play, the tube being shoved up. Yep. yep. <laughs> and also, and and Kim Kim and Kim Kim yes. Jong Il is 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 massaging trump's prostate (laughs) (laughs) so good see if you can't laugh at this shit i mean it it, it's amazing it it it, that that this is exactly my worldview i laugh at most shit um it's it's when these people get really really dangerous Mm -hmm. that the laughter stops but for the most part there's not a whole lot of those kind of entities in the world i mean you know who right. they are but but uh, like televangelists and all that shit you gotta laugh at it because these people are so convinced that their stupidity is real oh, and for sure. right and and but the thing is they they believe they have it all figured out mm-hmm. and 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 that they pick the right horse there's no horse there's just there's just us right and, and and that's what I love about this book. In, in a sense, it 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 cracks open everything and makes fun of pretty much everything. Right. It it, it it's it's it's. I was going to say some. Yeah, your 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 microphone. It's off. really. No, it isn't. Yeah, it was. Can, oh, it, it must, we, we missed a bunch of stuff. But go ahead. It must have been the. I was saying that um, that. I was going to call it subversive, but it's not subversive at all. Uh-uh. But what it is is it is a um, it's a um, 
just a, a rant against ide- idolatry in all of its forms, you know? Right. Yeah. If you can't laugh at the shit that goes on in this planet, um, just dig a hole and bury yourself, man, because yeah. it, it's only going to get worse, you know? Um, give mankind a chance and they'll fuck it up. And, and I think <laughs> that it's true. Right. At every turn, we have either exploited or screwed up or or just plain missed the boat on a lot of things that could have changed this planet, whether for greed or or whatever. Um, And and it's just it's a joke. This whole ball is a joke. And I think this taps into that in a it's a very you can think like like I was going to say most most faiths, most faiths, including Judeo-Christian faith would have you believe that God made man in his own image, right? But yet so many of those faiths are predicated on us repenting for sins that we commit that presumably are offend God. And that yeah. like that's such a of that doesn't right? Yeah, but God is is fucking in this book. And his son is fucking that's what I mean. But right? like, if you're so you if go. you're gonna be literal if you're gonna be literal about man being created in God's own image then God be fucking, God be smoking blunts, sure. God be you space know, cocaine. Partying. Like that's right, right, right. Yeah, and again, I had a giggle where um, you know Matt King doesn't shiv. He depicts Barbara Gordon as this you know punky, uh, sex obsessed, space coked out whore. And, and and the the Jim Gordon lookalike is just like yeah have a nice time, <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and Coke Knight's here he's going into town he's got her and yeah it is it's it, he doesn't suffer fools and and everyone is a target in this book and I think it's a healthy book it, yes if the world was built on this book you'd have a whole lot less of the the nastiness going on that we have like no one's gonna. Uh, ignite a jihad for anything in this book, right? Because it, the the whole book is built on a foundation of ridiculousness and not taking the world seriously, or right, the, right. The, the the universe seriously. Really, it's not just the world; it's everything, right? Right. So, oh man, what a worst! And I, I was really one hundred percent. My head was spinning after I finished this thing. Um, and it was a constant, mm-hmm. a constant state of euphoria, like the giggles. Every every chapter I'm reading, I'm just laughing like an idiot. It, it brought me great joy. Yeah, one thousand percent, without a doubt. I, I think that. Um, and the other aspect is that you know, it, for you, shaky game completist. I, I I love that. You know, there's a few pages by Shaky Kane. But it's also in a book that might introduce somebody to, like, you know, Schlepzig or Oleg Green yeah. or just somebody that you're not familiar with because they drew an incredible story in this in this book. And I, I, I which is uh, which is a good reason to support anthologies because you're going to be introduced to something new, hopefully. But I, yeah, this is this this was a hell of a project, and I'm 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 super glad that that Matt saw it all the way through yeah you need to get al golfa for the next volume though because like sure. you like you just said i we we back that dagger dagger anthology yeah i would never know mm-hmm. about the work of al golfa if it wasn't for that anthology now i scoop up everything that guy does yep i think he's yep. amazing 
And I would never have known had I not bought mm-hmm. Dagger Dagger. So, the, and and this book too. There's an, there's a number of artists now. They're on my radar. Yeah, I'm I'm so old that I can't remember names. So what I do is I have a little, you know, the sticky notes that you put on your desktop. Yeah, I have sticky note on my desktop with all names of artists that have impressed me, like in this book. And as I'm going on the web, I'll just copy the name and do a search here and there like when i have some downtime i yeah that's how i do it's how i process i i I can't remember all the just remembering uh, taking note of all of the creative people in this book get out of here i couldn't remember all these names it's crazy um oh yeah i'd love to see ephk do a story he's so naughty and like his visual style would be great like that'd be awesome and yeah, there's just a ton of people. I mean, yeah. um, I'd love to see Matthew Allison. I'd love to see our, our boy Allison do a story, right? I mean, that'd be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Mayhap. 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 I'd love to see Vince Bizzle do a story in here. You'd be perfect for it. I'd need a fold out because I would like to draw Jesus's dick in exacting detail. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I know Matt's going to listen to this, so Matt, make you it happen. first. Make it happen. <laughs> Woo! Why don't you draw a core story? I would do a Maggie story. Yeah, I know you would. Yeah, I, I just there's something very well. I love Naughty Nun movies. I, I, I have um, shocker uh, many many examples of, of that genre, and there's just some because it's it's the sacred and the profane smack together. It it, it is one thing in in which we're all attuned, sex, and another thing which we're told to be attuned to just bumped up together and it and it reduces everything to um this delicious little uh dirty um apartif. i love mm-hmm. it but anyway so yeah tales to enlighten Woo-hoo! the new testament do we have anything else to say about this book other than well, it's I, I, fucking you know, awesome I, I meant to do like I, I was meant to look up uh how people can get it actually uh, nice hold on because i know it's it's not like all right and get it so um hold on a second i yeah so it's etsy at the best way i think i think matt's story yeah um so if you just go on etsy and you type in tales to enlighten you'll get to matt's uh etsy page or his his messy his etsy page is king mega trip uh, <laughs> but uh you can get tales to enlighten um the og book and and this book uh, and he also has all he also Of his friends' works too, as well. Yeah. Uh, speaking of his friends, uh, and as we mentioned earlier, James Edward Clark uh, will have a Kickstarter soon of his own called Pissant Apocalypse. Um, I'll uh, post the uh, the YouTube link to uh, to some of the uh, some of the preview art that uh, that Matt sent. I'll uh, I'll share it on the Slack. Why don't you both send me those links and I'll include them in the episode Perfect. thread for this. You got it. All right. See how we do? Do it through the Slack, please. Yep. Nice. Okay. Tales to enlighten the New Testament. It's four-color spiritual technology, and it is amazing. If you don't have it, you're not complete, so go get it. I'm guessing that this ye- well, it's not going to be the last you hear about this book. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah. So there we go. 
Matt, thank you for putting this together and get your ass working on the next one. <laughs> nice. <laughs> what? It's, yeah. Yeah. I'm selfish. I want more. When it comes to great art, I just want more and more and more. So I can have 10 oh. volumes of this on my shelf and I would want more. The, uh, the Kickstarter actually launches next week. Nice. Oh, nice. The new Not Safe for Work post-apocalyptic graphic novel from award-winning artist James Edward Clark. So, yeah. Then that image actually is from the uh, from the mini comic that he sent us when uh, when we. Got I was going to say, he's, I know, he, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. James Edward Clark, the man who will draw anything for fifty bucks. Well, maybe not now. <laughs> Still, <laughs> that's, that's his shtick. That's his shtick. That's the that's his social media stick. I'll shtick. I'll draw anything for fifty bucks. Wow, I think you're selling yourself short there, my man. But hey, you do. I know you do what you do. You you gonna buy art in New York? We'll see. Probably not. I mean, I, I didn't set anything up. I'm not setting. You know what you should buy in New York? When, when we're all what? together, uh, a new microphone. I know. Yeah, because it's it's getting. It, it, I I need to hear your words, and I don't get to hear all of them with this thing. So we need to get you a new microphone. And it's a t- computer, dude. I don't know. Is it? Yeah. Well, it's it's all ever since I got this new phone. <laughs> Desktop <It's> coming. <laughs> Get a fucking Dell, like I did, two hundred and some bucks. Little dude, piece of I shit. I have a Dell. That's what I'm using. I have a Dell. <laughs> you have a Dell? Yeah. Yeah. She's trapped. <laughs> what do you feed her? Whatever she wants, man. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> she'll put you through a wall, though. You you mess with her, Adele, like knock your shit out. Well, she'll write a song about you. That's okay. I know. Yeah. All right. So, thank you very much, uh, Matt King, for doing this. Let's talk. I about... have an awesome, awesome metal um, bookmark with the uh, with the crop out of. Um, our D-dubs uh, pinup from from the second line. Oh, I used the uh, the Megatrip sucks thing. That's that's autographed the with the approved stamp on it. Didn't you get one of them with this book? It, no, no, because I, I because I I fucked up and missed missed the cutoff of uh, of backing it by about twenty minutes. Oh, because it's personalized. Mine says, yeah, "Yo, I know. Vince no, I B." Know. So he, so he, um, we, 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 we connected, and um, I, I basically I bought it through Matt, and and because he had extra copies, obviously, because um, I wanted it, he wanted me to have it. I absolutely had to get it. So knowing that um, that I screwed up, even though I, we were we were joking about it, and, and you know he, he he let us know ahead of time when it was about to be announced and all this other jazz and and i still dropped the ball bigly so it's um but 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 he hooked the brother up um and i have a uh, i have a really cool metal bookmark nothing personalized which is fine because i love this book and i love this bookmark did you know king megatrip loves you i do know that he does and all life is suffering well we knew that yeah we did the trick is in mediating the suffering with joy and that's what we just did 
That's what we do every week. Yeah. What else do we have, gentlemen? I was really hoping to get my hands on the second issue of Conan the Barbarian, but uh, my shop did not get the copy. Oh, no. Yeah, so I'll, I'll uh, hopefully it's coming, but um, so I didn't get to read that. All, all I had from the shop today was um, uh, Rick and Morty number eight, which, and you were right, because uh, number seven had extra pages and was four ninety nine, and this week so I'm saying. it's regular size. And Still every issue moving forward, miniseries, one shot, yeah. one shots are always four ninety nine or more, like they're five ninety nine sometimes. Yeah. But Oni did a little not so nice dance and yeah. up the page count of one issue of Rick and Morty. Previously three ninety nine, they made the exercise issue four ninety nine. Now they dropped it back to the regular page count and kept the price. I'll still pay five bucks for it because I think it's worth it. But I mean, we've seen that happen. Yeah. DC did that. Marvel yeah. did that. Come on. But it, back then, it was only like a quarter or fifty cents a jump. This is a buck. This is a buck. We yeah. can afford it though. Jason. Yes. I need 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 to talk about Ice Cream Man number thirty six. Yeah, I need you to oh. talk about it just so that. Oh, really? Stop wanting to talk about it i gotta hear what it's about I, I, I didn't read the issue but i know that he's been waiting for you to so there's a whale in it well, i know it's, why it's he wanted central wanted to central part it. of the story yeah yeah um I, i'm not gonna pretend that i have sussed out every inkling of of concept in this story um symbolism metaphor i i I don't pretend to understand completely what went on in this issue or or what it means in the 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 cosmological sense but as a, a surface level story it was very entertaining i know there is more to it obviously it is ice cream man not there's a lot more in the series than surface but uh written by w maxwell prince with art by martin morazzo Chris O'Halloran did the color. And then he said, this is issue 36. Um, Like all of the issues before it, most of the issues before it, uh, this is a one-and-done story. Sometimes they plug into the the grand narrative. Sometimes they don't. Uh, I don't know where this goes in the giant ice cream man puzzle. But uh, it's a story of a man named Winslow. A fisherman. Poor guy. And he's cold and he's distant. He's very reserved. Uh, he does love, but he's not quick to show it. Not He doesn't express the fact to those who are the recipients of what he considers love. Right? Unfortunately, he lost his daughter, Amelia. Took her out fishing with him, and she was swallowed by a whale. So he's obsessed with getting his daughter back and goes out in a little rickety one-man boat and halves at the whale and finds himself in the belly of the beast where he meets a peg-legged seaman and Pinocchio. Okay. (laughs) Now I get the whole Pinocchio-whale association but as to why Pinocchio is 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 with a peg leg semen, um, 
it turns out that escape from the whale is very, very dangerous and only possible through the beast's blowhole. Even if you do get out, right, chances are very good you're going to die because you're, you'll be jettisoned into the vastness of the sea. Where are you going to go? You can only tread water for so long. If you don't have something that floats, you're dead, right? And the whole time, the, the, the peg leg seamen and Pinocchio, they're talking about the Baroness. You got to meet the Baroness. The Baroness would have it this way. And there's a scene with, in the, remember, we're in the belly of a whale. There's a scene with naked people in bathtubs. How did you interpret that that sequence, Jason? Because I, I I don't know. I'm struggling to 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 see what or to even approximate what Prince was saying with this. Well, I couldn't tell you, man. I mean, I, I this is my first Ice Cream Man I've ever read, so it doesn't matter because know. this is not tied to anything. But well, but it wasn't clear to me reading it though. Like I I like there were a lot of weird things and I didn't know if that was like just his vibe in general, or if it was supposed to be some kind of like recurring ideas that go throughout his book. I, that's a, but yeah, the, the, the bathtub people, I don't know what the point of that is, I guess. Well, I, I mean, know. you can go down the chain. Um, you're naked, you're exposed. There's, there's no secrets when you have no clothes on. Right. You're you're left um, wide open, so to speak, to to eyes other than your own. But in a bathtub, are are they being cleansed somehow? Um, <laughs> is is it a is it a uh, uh, like a metaphorical process for purging? bad I, I i don't know there's there's even there's a ship within the beast like there's a a, a cruise ship that that has ran aground it's like how does a cruise ship fit in a whale and i, and I know it's it's there's there's always an edge of surrealism to his stories but um in the end i don't want to spoil it because for those who haven't read it but there things are revealed and escapes are made, and there's really not. If the goal was to create this pocket universe of bleakness, then this issue succeeds because from the get go, the, the the colors are very muted. Every color has gray in it. Um, it there's there's. The the light of the sun is reflected from the moon, and that's it. Like there's no sunshine in this book. Very, uh, and oddly enough, there there is a semblance of light within the belly of the the whale, but only during one I think very crucial scene, where uh, I don't think it was happenstance that when something is revealed, the light shines on it like that. Symbolically, that makes sense. But as to what was it, his folly that was that that was exposed? Was it his his uh, uh, misdeeds in letting her get 
swallowed by the whale in the first place? Was it the fact that he didn't show the girl love that brought him to this position? Like, there's so many things in this in this story that I don't. It's not that they don't add up, but that I I can't decipher where they fall in the schematic, or or even if they're important at all. Like it's very inter. You can interpret this issue many different ways depending on where you're coming from. On the surface, a guy screwed up and his daughter got swallowed by a whale, and he's going to get her back. That's simple, but um, there, there's also the the Moby Dick aspect to it too, where he is consumed with this whale. Like to the expense of everything else in the world, he needs to find this whale and get his daughter back. And when he gets there, the resolution is not what he expected, which I guess is appropriate because in in this world, what is right when 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 we we put so much mental energy into into desiring a thing, when we get the thing, does it always meet our expectations? More often than not, no, it doesn't. So, uh, but food for thought. For three ninety nine, I mean, this issue will have you mulling it over for a while. Like, I'm still thinking about it. And the reason why I shoved it under Jason's nose was because the whale, we all know Jason loves the whale, is is center to this this story. And I just, I, I would like to, to know your interpretation of this issue. I mean, I didn't take it as that deep, dude, honestly. Like, again, maybe because I'm not as familiar with the guy's work. I mean, I thought it was his... I mean, it's a horror. It's this is a horror anthology, right? Like it's more often episode. than not, yeah, yeah. So I took it to be that he, even with the title of the issue, I thought it was his play on the idea. Some reason. Through. I don't want things spelled out for me. I like my mind to wander and try and, and associate. Like what, what, what is going on here? What is he saying? What, what could be the underlying? meanings if anything from this because not everything has to mean something right um and it's i mean i thought this issue was wonderful but do i know the inner workings of this weird machine no not really uh i know some of it i can i can tell you i can approximate parts of the process but other than that it's again uh, like all of the issues you can go back and reread them and find other stuff that you missed, or maybe depending on um, the uh, your mindset at the time, which is very important. You can't go into Ice Cream Man on a bad day, or you know you're morose, or you're you're a little bit downbeat, and it's not going to happen because uh, there are again there are things in here that are just seeds, whether or not they grow into some kind of a. a uh, a plant isn't another thing, but um, Jason's having microphone issues, so he he's not going to re- reply to my question because he can't, uh, at least not without being shredded. So um, I'm I'm going to take it, and you can grunt and and, and say yes or no. I'm going to take it that this this issue didn't really win you over to the magic of Ice Cream Man. I will take that as a correct. <laughs> he texted it. <laughs> I still think you could try and talk. You don't have to say silent for the whole episode. <laughs> I'm gonna knock on the on the top of the desk. The answer yes or no. Playing the role of Jason Wood this episode is Yule Gibbons. Thank you for coming, Mr. Gibbons. All right, so uh, 
Dap, what do you have? Um, what do I have? I um, continuing the um, the the Mark Miller kick. Um, we're at begin number two, which I'm not going to get into. But I also finished um, the fourth Magic Order series. Um, just that finally wrapped up. And um, I also uh, got through Nightclub um, in pretty in pretty quick order. I didn't love it. Um, I don't know if you read it yet, Vince, so I'm not going to go. Um, it's way, deep. way down the bottom of my stack. Not not oh. because I'm not, in, you know, enthused to read it. It's just I have so much stuff yeah, to yeah. read. I just I wanted to read it so this way I could see and 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 they're on the cover of the third issue of Big Game along with another um, early earlier Miller piece uh, Miller property but um, so I wanted to see I, I basically just wanted to get the uh, get the Miller written books that are probably going to. Uh, tie into big game somehow, so I wanted to make sure that uh, that I at least was kind of kind of up to date. Um, it was uh, night nightclub is 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 fine. I I, I um it kind of zigged a little bit with, with with some of the the vampire tropes that I I would have expected um to go a different route, and I'm glad he didn't. And and um I he didn't really kind of get bogged down too. Much. I mean, some of it was maybe silly, like you know the kids. Um, are going to school because during the day, obviously because they're vampires. But the 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 excuse is that um, you know, COVID made them uh, like basically allergic to sunlight, and um, so instead of you know getting too into the woods about that and trying to explain things, it 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 it's said quickly so we can move on and 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 get to the rest of the story. And there, and there were some neat twists and turns. Um, I just uh, the characters for the most part didn't really um, keep me um, maybe I enjoy them at the start I think of the story more than uh, than as we neared the the end of it um, if if that makes sense but I do have some theories regarding big game which I mean we're only what a, a, a third of the way into it, so there's no no point in um, going too deep on it. But uh, I did like the I did like the conclusion for uh, of of the Magic Order of, of of book four, and I think we're getting another book. But um, I, I I I enjoyed those because again, I want to get want to get to the big game. But one thing that that I read that I just I tried on a whim because you mentioned it actually Vince uh, a bunch of weeks ago but uh, the four issue miniseries um, Groot was uh, was really was 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 fun I I, I dug it a lot it's um it's written by Dan Abnett uh, art by um, Damien uh, Cochero C O U I think it's Cochero Okay, I like that. That that yeah. that that makes more sense. Uh, color by uh, Matt Miller. I um, it's 
it's it's a retcon story. It's a uh, it's it's a young sapling Groot, um, and and two of Groot's buddies, and they are um, that basically um, uh, private Marvel, who we eventually would get to know as Captain Captain Marvel or Marvel. Um, he's uh, he's in this story, and there's a uh, there's also um, a a uh, a centurion hunter named uh, her her name is uh yondar not to be confused with yondu uh so yeah so if you're a guardians fan there's a lot that that you'll dig in in these four issues uh but it's a pretty cool story and it doesn't um you know it's it's not all that heavy but it it basically with the ongoing guardians of the galaxy comic we haven't seen Groot much so this kind of at least tides you over because the end of the fourth issue lets you know that uh, the following issue of guardians that comes out after this series um Groot returns or at least makes an appearance so there's a little bit of a um there's some connective tissue there but i just um th- this wasn't like i said it, it it's not uh you don't have to worry about anything else going on in the Marvel universe with this particular story. Uh, it doesn't insult your intelligence for you. Uh, Marvel fans like it did with, uh, with the return back during the, um, the civil war days. But, um, I, I, I liked it a lot. I, I didn't, uh, I didn't know what to expect, but it was, it was just, it was pretty fun. I think the, uh, the collected edition was solicited. I think, well, well, it's in the August previews, um, but I think uh, I, I just I like that it it wasn't really connected to anything going on right this minute. Now, whether or not um, Lansing and, and Jackson will borrow something that Abnett put in this series and and it'll appear in their Guardians book. I can't say, but as far as just telling a a, uh, a cute little Groot story, um, this uh, this th- this ticked the boxes. I I, uh, I, I I did enjoy it quite a bit. Uh, surprisingly, more than I expected to. I thought it was kind of just. I, I, I thought I'd read an issue and and either get back to it maybe, uh, or just even see if it would bother sticking with me. But but it actually did. I I found myself wanting to. After I read the first three issues, I found myself. Waiting for the fourth so that uh, that I could finish it and see see how things wrapped up, um, but I would definitely, I definitely recommend it if you if you dig the the Marvel Cosmic stuff. Cool, although this kind of basically takes place mostly on on Planet X and on a Kree ship here and there. Uh, it's not like it's it's a very star spanning type of story, um, but it it's uh, if 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 you just want to read something that, uh, that just kind of feels a little old timey in spots too. Uh, I, I just, it's, I mean like older Marvel type stories, but I, I liked it a lot. I, uh, I would definitely recommend checking out the collected edition if, if you can, or if you get the four issues, that's cool too. But the art's cool. Um, the story's nifty and, uh, and I wouldn't mind seeing, other stories like this maybe not necessarily with Groot but I, I I wouldn't mind seeing stories with a uh 
but basically a very a very young, very green, very unseasoned Marvel. I he's he's always been a favorite of mine, but uh, his most his his claim to fame is that he died. And, well, I was just and, gonna say, yeah, it's like the Laura Palmer <laughs> syndrome. Like you know, she's not sticking around. So fire so, walk with me. What are we doing? Well, I don't get it. I, I just and, and uh, whether and I know you know Starlin wrote that story because his his, his dad died of cancer. It was, it was cathartic and, and therapeutic and uh, personal. And and it it is very it it is it's a sad story. But it's still yeah. really well done, and and I'm glad that uh, it it I I like that that particular story kicked off the uh, the Marvel graphic novel line. Um, but the uh, but yeah, I, I just so if I can read some older Marvel stories, I'll uh, I'll gladly do that. I mean, I I I check this out. Because, like I said, Vince mentioned it, but uh, the name of the book is Groot, and he's front and center. And it's just like, you know, Marvel just happens yeah. to kind of just be hanging around for the ride, which is cool. I, I like that a lot. So if we get to see either Marvel in another type of story uh, or, you know, teaming up with Groot later on, um, I, I, I'd be down for that as well. But this was this was neat. Although I did, and, and connected to absolutely nothing, I was a little bummed when I was at the shop and I flipped through Marvel Age 1000, and it is not a magazine. <laughs> no, it's not. It's an anthology. Like, what yeah. the hell are you doing? Makes Why no you, sense. Why, Makes no, no sense. Yeah. I don't understand it. I really don't. Uh, I guess it's just to perpetuate the name. Yeah. What, what else reason could it, could it, yeah. right. It, it's, it's silly. It, it should be text-based. And, yes. and, and and show like have an interview just, with, yeah. with Dan Abnett. Hey, what are you working on? What's coming? Exactly. Like it, they should have coordinated it to actually. I probably wouldn't have sold. I'm guessing if they did it, but like when Marvel Age is one of those magazines that's very very near and dear to my heart. Same. Um, for a number of reasons. Um, Hembeck not being the least of which but it, it was one of those things that you can look forward to every month pre-internet to see what was coming down what was what was going to be available in your Marvel future and yeah it was a it was a company um, propaganda magazine so what but it it, it was it, it, it made you excited to see these things Mm-hmm. Or, or that that you knew these things were coming, and you got to see process images like sketches and 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 costume designs and all that stuff, and maybe a page or two from the thing that's coming up. It was and it was cheap. What was it? To a quarter when they started, and then it went yeah. up to fifty. Whatever. I love Marvel Age. I I, yeah. I have an entire run. I wouldn't part with it for anything. And I, I, I rescue issues every time we come across them in the bins. Right. Yeah. And but to name something Marvel Age and have it just be an anthology, like it's there's it's nonsensical. Like what, yeah. what are you guys thinking? I, I don't understand it. But anyway, just to get back to the Groot, um, I co-sign everything you say. I think oh. Cosiero's work is remarkable on this book. 
Yeah. Uh, he's the reason why I opened the first issue to begin with. When I saw his name attached to it, I was like, okay, I'm going to read this. Do I need more Groot in my life? I like Groot as a character. <laughs> no, I do. Mm-hmm. Who doesn't like Groot? Uh, he, by design, he, you know, he appeals to many, many people. And so, yeah, he's fun. I'll read this. But Cosiero at the helm. Yeah, Abnett's a, a wonderful writer. Almost, you know, in, in, well, in part re- responsible for the Guardians of the Galaxy as we know them right now. Uh, so, yeah, when, when you have one of the creators of, of the, the second wave of Guardians of the Galaxy, the, the popular wave, and Groot and Damien Cosiero on art, I'm going to read it. But the, the uh, Marvel angle was just like the icing on the cake. Yeah. That was really neat. Um, in, in, a, in a time before... He was Captain Marvel, which is really smart because then you're beholden to zero continuity. You can do whatever you want. Yep. Unless, you know, you're going to mangle the character to the point where he, you know, jumps to the field. Like, you know, you're not going to do stuff like that. But, yeah, I thought this issue was – or the, the series as a whole, was four issues, was yep. entirely worthwhile. It, it, was, it was a lot of fun, well worth the, the time I expended on it. Yep. Unlike – I'm not going to talk about this book much other than to let you know it exists and to stay away from it. Ooh. Yes. I read Action Comics Presents Doomsday Special. Oh, yeah. It's, it's coming in the next box. But I yeah, won't tell you okay. much about it other right. than it's horrible. Absolutely horrible. The, the, the bright light in it is Supergirl. I like how she's portrayed in this book. I like the costume. She's a blonde, and it works for me. Um, I think I think it's smart. Uh, we in, in this day and age to not have to reduce a female character to to skirt, mm-hmm. right? I, I think the, the new costume is really smart. Um, there's no boob window. Uh, yes, there are s- s- parts of this issue where she's drawn in a very attractive manner. Well, that's okay. Supergirl or Power Girl? Isn't that Supergirl? No, they're two separate characters. Well, she's got the she's got the crest, the Superman S on, and she's got the blue and red. Well, that's yeah. So 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 Power Girl still wears a white outfit. So this may be Supergirl. No, it's Supergirl. I, 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 yeah, it's okay, Supergirl. All right. Um, and because you said boob window, and it just it, no, it, there's no boob window. Right, okay. is what I'm saying. You don't just because a character has breasts doesn't mean you need to give a bird's eye view of them, right? Uh, I think I, I think the costume is very smart, smartly designed. Uh, the, uh, well, I'll tell you who was responsible for this thing. It was uh, Dan Waters wrote it. Eddie Barrows and Eber Ferreria drew it. Does it does it at least look good? Oh yeah, I think it looks good. Okay. Yeah, okay. Uh, Adriana Lucas did the colors. No, it's it, the art. The art's fine. I mean, Clark is suitably proportioned. And handsome. No, there's really nothing. Nothing. Wow, really? Fa- Waters. I like. There's no. It's like I don't even know if Waters was born when Doomsday killed Superman. It's weird that of all everybody that DC has on hand, that is connected to Doomsday in one way or another. Well, Doomsday. Weird. It, it. The majority of the story takes place in hell. Mm. And not not a realm. That is totally 
you know, removed from Superman. He has gone there before. Um, but I just don't understand why you have to reduce Doomsday to this. Uh, I, it just did not do a damn thing for me. Like, I don't need to see Doomsday in hell. There, there's, I don't want to ruin it, but remember when Doomsday was banging on the, the, uh, the cell door? Mm-hmm. There's something like that in here. Okay. And I didn't appreciate it. Oh, okay. I don't know. You got to know where I'm coming from. Doomsday's like my favorite villain. Yeah, I know. And and it's, I I, I just think it was ill conceived. Martian Manhunter's in it. It it's it's not badly written. I just don't like the idea of of Doomsday being in hell, uh, looked upon as this infernal force. Uh, he's just a super powered rage force of destruction yeah the, i mean the, the, doomsday's he shouldn't be anything other than a giant hammer mm-hmm. you don't need to attribute some some mystical mumbo jumbo to him or he's just a monster that that quote killed superman that's all you need to know he's rage i don't know i i, I don't want to you know shit on the book but I, it, it was not for me it really wasn't like it looks good and and a lot of it reads really well. It's just that that one thing that they did soured it uh, for me. Now, I'm, cover's nice. <laughs> cover's real nice. Um, yeah. I guess John Bogdanov did a cover. I didn't see that. But it says here that the uh, 1 in 50 variant was uh wow john bogdanov i'd love to see bogdanov come back to comics full time then if if bogdanov came back to superman like i would buy it i don't care who wrote it i would buy it if bogdanov (laughs) was was doing the art shit yeah Yeah. but anyway yeah it's 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 a trifle i guess and i'm making much ado probably about nothing but well you can't you're not the only doomsday fan i mean hell if you were they wouldn't have published a book so well, I mean, I okay. I don't want again. I don't want to spoil it, but it's just the, it's the 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 hallway leading to something else. It's not done. It's not over. There's there's something coming. Yeah. Well, I know that uh, last month or again in August they had DDC had the um they're doing a like 30th anniversary death or a reign of Superman and, and yeah. you got the so I mean I'm I'm. I saw the creators. Uh, you got Jurgens, you got Wheezy, you got you know. So I'm. I didn't that's that's any cool, of the right there. Covers. Yeah, I just I wanted you know I'm getting whatever cover, whatever the A cover is, but at least you know knowing that the people who were there when the story was first told, that's something I'll support. So you know, I am I am I worried after reading that you know death of superman anniversary special from a few months back and now you're telling me about the doomsday special i'm not you know i may not be as optimistic as i would have been but um i'm still you know i'm it's it's superman written by the people who were having us buy it every week so i'm i'm right no that's a good reason to buy it but yeah i just hate to sound like a downer but i have expectations for doomsday right 
doomsday is the exclamation point at the end of the sentence. It, 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 it transforms everything before it into a different thing, right? And so you see that exclamation point. Now you know, excite, right? Uh, maybe uh, I'm just too... These are my sacred cow, right? We all have them. Uh-huh. And I just, I just didn't think it was a fitting anything for Doomsday. Whatever. It's only my opinion. Read it. Maybe you'll like it. I, I, I don't want to dissuade anybody from buying it because the art's really nice. Good. Yeah. That's well, Barrows, I would hope so. Yeah, I like Eddie Barrows. And, and uh, yeah. So there we go. Um, so let's bring this, this bad boy home. Jason is uh, AWOL. He's not going to be able to uh, contribute nor should he, because if I, I totally get where he's coming from. If if all my 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 dialogue was choppy and shit, I wouldn't want to speak either. So mm-hmm. hopefully we get this rectified um, asap. <laughs> Jason said. <laughs> Jason said, "Fuck this, Dell." All caps. Yeah, he doesn't usually do all caps, does he? He's, he means it. He means yeah. it. Remember who brought this to you? It is a product of CheapGraphicNovels.com. Cheap graphicnovels.com they have all the stuff you want at the price you want to pay and remember you make an order place an order and you'll get an email confirmation saying thank you for ordering from cheapgraphicnovels.com you're going to reply to that email saying you know what I would never have known about this beautiful place if it was not for 11 o'clock comics and Max will hit you up with free shipping on your next order insanity insanity just go there, cheapgraphicnovels.com. While you're at it, check out our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash 11 o'clock comics, one one, no apostrophe. Lots of things shaken down there. And if you didn't already know, we are on the YouTube. Yep, every episode, in addition to being available at your local podcatching apps or whatever you want to call them, uh, you can listen to us on YouTube. You can click the video and play us as you go to sleep. There you go. It's an amazing world in which we live. So yeah, YouTube, we have a channel. Go check it out. Um, but if you listen to it, I don't know, however you like it. I like to listen to some stuff during the day while I'm working on YouTube. I'm obsessed with old Art Bell episodes. Um, so that's what I do all day long, listen to Art Bell. And there are channels that have nothing but Art Bell. Well, we have nothing but 11 o'clock comics. So if you like this and you want to listen to it at work, go on the YouTube. It's there. There you go. And your travels. I was going to call this the perfect Godzilla comic, but Godzilla's not in it. <laughs> mm. Yeah, okay. it, it is It is the, the recently published, came out today. Uh, issue of Godzilla Rivals. This one is focusing on Space Godzilla. And it was written and drawn by my boo, Matt Frank. Mm. To say this issue is beautiful is an understatement. This is one of the most visually arresting Godzilla comic to come out of IDW. The art is absolutely astonishing. Groundbreaking. Like, I followed Matt uh, through his entire career, right? Um, he was on, um, what was that, Godzilla uh, run, Saviors of Earth or whatever it was called. And his issues, uh, in addition to Jeff Zornow's issues, 
were the reason why that book was so great. And yet Matt was still finding his visual voice back then. He was very good, but he was st- there were still areas of his style that, that needed to be fleshed out a little more or embellished or, or just plain cultivated, right? This, Matt, um, Frank, oh my goodness, he is a heavy hitter. I would say he's the heaviest of hitters when it comes to kaiju. This issue is unbelievable. The visuals will knock you on your ass. And that's what a Godzilla or a kaiju comic should do, right? You should open the page and just be like gobsmacked at just the power, the energy, the the kineticism. It It is ridiculous. This book is just flat out ridiculous. It's just a story about Space Godzilla and encounters um, of its. It's perfect. It's absolutely perfect. If you're a Kaiju fan and you don't know about this, I would run right out and buy it. Because it is... As a single issue, it's done in one. Um, you know, the Godzilla Rivals thing is is a, a loose anthology of um, focusing on um, the the foes of Godzilla, right? Some of them have been great. Some of them have been not so much. This one is definitely the best in this run. It is, if you stacked up all of the, the Godzilla comics that came out of IDW, Wachter's up there. Uh, you know, Zornow, but this, this may be... Stoko. Well, yeah, Stoko too. <laughs> yeah. But there's something about Matt's style. He, if you know the guy, or you follow him on social media, he absolutely lives and breathes Kaiju. He, he's a super fan. That's why he draws this stuff. And the love that he has for the genre and and the creatures therein is apparent on every single line. So go out, get Godzilla Rivals. It's called Versus Space Godzilla, but it's just Space Godzilla. And it's seven ninety nine, but it's absolute. It's more pages, and it's absolutely worth every penny of it. It's 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 perfect. Perfect. It's perfect. Wow. Yeah. It, yeah, it's. I, I don't want to say something about Lavender Kloskers because Jason will say I say it every episode. And you know what? There's a lot. There's some truth in that. But this issue demands recognition. It is absolutely astounding. I love. It. I love it all. I yeah. When I when I posted uh, this week's new releases, and I did see that uh, as I was going through the books that uh, I'm looking forward to this week. I was hoping I'd hear about this because the, the title of it alone intrigued me. So, um, yeah. Well, I mean, Godzilla's in his DNA's in it, <laughs> but Godzilla per se is not in it. So. Uh, this is just going to be quick because um, I'm not going to go too deep. It's a couple things that it's been catching up on. Um, first by... Uh, Tatsuki Fujimoto, I've been catching up on uh, Chainsaw Man, thanks to the Shonen Jump app, and on Viz's website, I've been um, catching up on uh, Dan to Dan by uh, Yukinobu Tatsu, and both are still extremely enjoyable, a lot of oh, fun. Yeah. Um, 
I have a blast with both of them. They they are absolutely two of my favorite mangas at the moment, and uh, I we we we've said it before, but it really is a fantastic bargain. You can't beat this deal if you haven't already. Definitely sign up with the um, with the Viz site because um, you just get so much for so little. It's it's insane, and uh, and and both of these books, both of these stories. Um, Fantastic art, but uh, it, it just has some insanely interesting characters, and uh, and I can't. It it's weird because I'll I'll read like chapter after chapter. I'll just sit there and I'll just I'll I'll, I'll keep swiping the pages, and and then either I'll be up to date. And then I just, it, it's like, because there's anything new to read, it's like out of sight, out of mind almost. And then I have like, you know, weeks or months to catch up on again. So it, it, it's it's a good feeling to have, but but um, because it is weekly, it, it, it's easy to catch up, um, depending on how long you, you, you let them um, sit on bread. But uh, when when I am in the mood and, and I just barrel through a bunch um it's uh it's it's absolutely a good time uh and from jason in your travels read proof that the devil loves you by gilbert hernandez it's his latest in the uh fruits movie series and according to jason is delightful vignettes of different b movies that are buxom beauty starred in yeah, I think we were talking Fritz Buxom is an understatement. <laughs> it, it, yeah. Massively memorized. Yeah. Balloonsome. Yes, yes. Balloonsome is a good word. So there you go, people. Hope you enjoyed this. Come back next time because we'll be waiting here for you with some kind of tasty treat. Oh, my God. She has to shit. <laughs> wow, I'm while I'm going into the, the home stretch. Yeah. Uh we'll have some tasty treat for you because we love you so much. In the meantime, get thee to a comic shop, buy something we talked about, go to the Etsy thing, get the Tales to Enlighten um New Testament, read them, talk about them, love your family and your pets, get something good to eat and drink, and say good night. <laughs> David. Jesus. I love this guy. Right. Do it again. <laughs> There's so much joy in this video. <laughs> David, right there. Nice. That's the best. Perfect. Oh, All right. That's like, that's like those videos where someone's just talking and her friend starts laughing and she's got like that horse yeah. laugh. Like, yeah. It kills me every fucking time. You're going to think I'm like ancient. You know what I love on YouTube? The um, I'm sure you've seen those channels that have uplifting videos that restore your faith in humanity. 
like a guy comes home from the service and his dog just goes oh, absolutely yeah, ape shit. Yeah. Or yeah. I love those videos. Mm-hmm. Like I'll sit there watching the damn thing and just cry like a, a goofball. And yeah. and the kids are just like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, this stuff is beautiful. It's great. It yeah. Yeah. Or somebody goes up to uh, a, a, a transient person on the street and just gives them money or takes them you know, a, a, a jacket. Yeah, I know some of it is set up to get views. I get it. But I like where it's coming from. Yep. I really do. So there you go. All right, everybody. We love you so much. So much. And we'll see you next time. Tell them you love them. Tell them you love them. Love them. There you go. Love them with anger. That's it for that one.